Hi, Unprisoned listeners. This is Eve, and unbelievably, this is the final episode of Unprisoned for season one. So when you're done listening to this episode, if you've missed any or if you want to revisit any, please go back and do that. You can hear them all on WWNO.org. Or you can also subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher, and you can leave a review, which would be fabulous, because then other people can find Unprisoned, which will help us make season two of Unprisoned. All right, on with the show. Be well, be safe, peace. Louisiana is the incarceration capital of the world, but most people behind bars aren't locked up forever. In fact, 90% of them will someday be released. So that makes Louisiana also the reentry capital of the world, a role the state is ill-prepared for. This is Unprisoned. I'm Eve Abrams. Here's what it's like when you're released from prison. You're given a $20 debit card and a bus ride home. You need small things like a haircut and lessons on how to use a cell phone. And you also need some big things, housing, employment, and emotional support so you don't reoffend. That's not as easy as it sounds. While the reentry programs in Louisiana that do exist vary in what they address and how successful they are, most include some sort of job training or placement that begins while a person is still in prison. This Micah there. Mr. Charles behind. I met Calvin Hills while he was still serving time for a drug charge. You might remember Calvin, who also goes by his nickname Manny, from a previous unprisoned episode. After Calvin completed a state reentry program, he was placed in a work release job at Kenner Seafood. A bus brought him to work from jail every day. This is where I'm at back here. Calvin washes dishes and helps out doing whatever's needed, frying fish, grilling. He likes it. In the dish room, he puts the radio on. I'm in my own zone back here. <laughs> I come out back here. When my record come on, second live record. I be dancing and everything. They be looking at me and laughing, you know. Oh, look at Calvin back there dancing back there. They say, for you to be old, you sure move good. <laughs> How old are you, Calvin? 55. Yeah, 55 years old. The two managers, the two sisters, and Miss Ann, oh, all of them love me. I mean, they love me. The first day I got here, I wish we could get some more like you. You say, because you be everywhere. You work everywhere. You help these persons, that person. Then you go back and catch your job. And then you won't be late. Of course we love him. He's a very hard worker. Bubbly, always. I've never seen down. Full of energy. Comes in ready to work as soon as he gets here. Ann Elsteroth is Calvin's boss at Kenner Seafood. She's been a manager there for 25 years. So long, she can't even remember when the restaurant started employing inmates through the work release program. It's employees you can count on. You know, they, they, they bring them and they pick them up. So it's not like they can call in sick or they're not going to show up. You know they're going to be here. So and that's, that's great for us. You know, it's a dependable employee. Louisiana law says sheriffs running work release programs can take up to 70% of inmates' wages to pay for their room, board, and other expenses. 70%. The Orleans Parish Sheriff takes 64%. Part of Calvin's deductions include $40 a week for daily bagged lunches provided by the sheriff, consisting of two bologna sandwiches, an orange juice, and an orange. Calvin never eats these because he works in a restaurant and most days fries himself some shrimp. On top of what the sheriff takes from Calvin's paycheck, there are taxes. After his release from prison in May, Calvin went to live with his family in St. Bernard Parish as planned. 
It's a 25-mile, 40-minute drive from his sister's house in Violet to Kenner's Seafood in Jefferson Parish. That is, when he was able to catch a ride. Without a car, getting to this job was nearly impossible. Remember, this job was selected by the work release program, and when he was in prison, he had a built-in ride. Outside, he required multiple bus transfers and several hours in each direction. Calvin found it was too expensive and difficult to get there, so he had to quit. Calvin is still lucky, though. He's got a place to stay through his sister, and he's been clean for eight years. Not everyone has a healthy home to return to, and in order to be released from prison, you need an address, a home that has been approved by parole officers. For some returning citizens, going back to live with family often revives old habits and relationships that led to their incarceration in the first place. I don't want to go back to my addiction. The people from my past, I don't, I don't want no parts of anymore. I don't want to live like that anymore because I don't want to lead back into my addiction. That's Marlene Kennedy. She's 55. I was addicted to heroin, and I got off of heroin and started using crack cocaine. Yes, but I've been clean five years, seven months. When she left St. Gabriel Prison, the address Marlene gave was Manifested Miracles. It's one of a handful of faith-based shoestring budget organizations that provide sober housing for people returning from prison. Marlene started using drugs when she was 17, after her father died. It wasn't long before she started stealing to support her addiction. She has a long rap sheet. When you would um, shoplift, what would you do with what you stole? Well, I would bring the merchandise and go sell it. You know, if it's $600 worth of merchandise, I would get maybe $200 for it to get me something to eat and get my drugs. My record has always been shoplifting. That's it. Not robbery. I guess you might want to call it robbery because that's taken from the store. But I never robbed nobody with a gun or hurt nobody. I hurt me more than I hurt anybody. I hurt in me. St. Gabriel is Louisiana's only female correctional facility. When Marlene was serving time there, she was in a reentry program, and they told her, after release, doors will open for you. But Marlene says that hasn't happened. So what do I do? You know, where do I go? Who do I talk to? Who? Who? Who helps ex-offenders? They judge me by my record. I don't know what to do. I want somebody to tell me what to do, how to do it, if just to stay out, out of the street. I don't want to be on the street anymore. I don't want to live like that. My sister lives in Columbia Park, and she can't, she can't take me in because I'm a convicted felony. I have to get permission to go visit my sister over there. My only sister that's living, I have to get permission to go there. You can't just go there. Columbia Park is public housing, and for decades, anyone with a criminal record was barred from living there, or even, at times, visiting someone there, like Marlene visiting her sister. Those rules still stand, but change is on the way. Some felons will be able to live in New Orleans public housing, but not quite yet. Marlene did eventually land an apartment from a state-run program for disabled people because she has a significant health issue. These apartments are rare and can be difficult to get. Marlene is relieved not to have to sleep under the bridge, like many homeless people do. Former prisoner Calvin Duncan, who we've spoken with in other unprisoned stories, helped create a reentry home called the First 72 Plus, named for the crucial hours after release. Duncan says life outside of prison often seems chaotic, even disorienting, to someone used to living a regimented prison life. On the outside, people are vulnerable. They're gullible. Gullible, 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 gullible. 
to the highest degree. They like sheeps. When a guy come home, they lost out here. They don't know what areas not to go in. The world has changed. They got wolves out there, plenty of them. The first 72 plus provides no cost housing, meals, and also connections to many of the services people coming home from prison need. But it can only house five people at a time. Just like the faith-based program Marlene Kennedy was in, slots are limited. That leaves the majority of Louisiana's record-breaking number of released prisoners, mostly on their own, and trying to make their way back into the city's poorest communities, those with the fewest resources and social services. According to statistics, within five years, nearly half will be back behind bars again. This is Unprison's final episode of season one. Check out the beautiful photograph Cheryl Gerber took of Marlene Kennedy in her new apartment. They're on our website, wwno.org, which, thanks to Jason Saul, is a fabulous place to catch up on old episodes and see lots of pictures of the folks you've met through Unprisoned. You can also listen on iTunes or Stitcher, where you can subscribe to Unprisoned and write a review, which helps other people find Unprisoned. Thanks to WWNO and AIR, who produced Unprisoned, a project of the National Initiative Finding America. Financial support comes from the Corporation for Public Broadcasting. Music is by Greg Schatz. Our editors are Vicki Merrick and Katie Rechtal. I'm Eve Abrams. This is Unprisoned. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.